You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday morning to everybody. Welcome to the Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning there, buddy. Hey, Gary. How you doing today? I'm not too shabby. I'm doing my best to uh, hang in there over here. How about yourself? I'm doing really well, and uh, I'm seeing a shift in the market, a positive shift, so I'm excited. I'm right. optimistic. So there was a time, not that long ago, maybe a few weeks ago, where we were talking about... Um, being a, a, a seller's market, where the, the, not only were people were just uh, asking twenty thousand dollars over what their house was valued at, but even having said that, you'd get people in bidding wars, so you even take it even higher than twenty thousand dollars more than the oh, value yeah. of the house. Okay, but now that the interest rate has gone up, I mean, we were looking at two percent, and now it's it went to three, then it went to four, now it's between five, five and, six. and six. So will yeah. that? All right, so will that offset then the asking price of homes? I was or? thinking it would, Gary. I really was. But I've been finding these home buyers, especially the first time home buyers in today's market, they're resilient. They're very resilient. They're very ambitious. They know real estate is where they need to put wealth. It's where they need to build wealth. So they're not letting a, an offer that didn't go through or someone else beating them out with a cash bid. They're not really letting that them get to them. Just in the last two weeks, I had a client that has put in no less than 10 offers, get an offer accepted finally on a home. Um, so that was a, a nice, positive piece of news. I had another client. I couldn't believe it. I pre-approved them on a Thursday last week. They had an offer accepted on Saturday. So first offer right out of the gate, quality, solid pre-approval, great buyer, only 3% down, and they got their offer accepted right out of the gate. That is unheard of. Six months, a year ago, there was no way to see that happen. Now shows me it, we're still in a seller's market. It's a strong seller's market. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. But when was that shift? Everyone was saying, when are we going to turn the corner? When is this going to finally move even 1% into the buyer's favor? I feel like we're there. We finally turned that corner. Uh, it's not because the rates went up. That was one piece of the puzzle, right? People that just wanted cheap money and were only buying homes because of cheap mortgages, they're not buying it anymore. You know, they're not because the interest rates have basically doubled in the last four, five, six months. So those people are out. The people left are very serious. And that actually leads me to our topic. Wait a minute, hold today. on. So is it a seller's market or a buyer's market? Seller's market and will continue to be. But what I what I said is we've finally seen, I feel the turn, the, the corner has been turned. Okay. Now where it was, let's say, a hundred percent seller market, zero buyer. Now I feel like it's 1% of a buyer's market. And that's what it takes to start. Yeah, I know. That's where it starts. What's scaring me, though, is that uh, people are still getting these exorbitant amounts over the value in the of, of the house and their bidding and and the interest rates going but on. But I, mean, I feel are, like Are we going to hover around, th I mean, the, for the average middle income, middle are we going to pay $3,000 a month mortgages? I mean. Depending on the area, you know, I, I, I think that that. It depends. Are you looking at a one bedroom condo? Or are you looking at a five bedroom mansion? No, how, how about a three? No, no, I said, I said, I said, middle income, middle class, three bedroom home, two bath, or or one and a half baths. In Connecticut right home. now, you got to be if you're putting down a low down payment and you're looking at homes that are probably in the three hundred to four hundred thousand dollar range, right? Mm -hmm. Minimum, you you are looking at a mortgage payment. I would say between. 
2,500 to 3,000, maybe 3,200 on the higher end. That is the market we're in. If you want a lower payment, you either need to sacrifice something and get a lower priced home, right? Or you need to put more down. You know, that's another thing. But right now in, in this market, a lot of people are financially strangled with inflation and everything going on. So putting down another five or 10% for many, it's not realistic. Mm. It's not realistic at all. But the people it does benefit, that's who I want to focus on today, right. which are your current homeowners. So we've talked about buyers. We've talked about sellers. We know that part of the market. What if you're a homeowner? How do you take advantage of that part of the market? If you're not looking to sell your home right now, how do you actually get that equity out? We've talked about ways. I want to hone in on the hottest product of 2022. It's a volatile market, and we're talking about cash-out refinancing. So then why is cash-out refinancing so hot this year? Highest home values in the history, basically, of the country. I don't care if you're in California, Connecticut, Ohio, Arkansas, Colorado, or Florida, or anywhere in between. Everyone would agree that the home values today, they're higher than they were a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. They're higher than they were two years ago. They're a heck of a lot higher than they were three, four, five years ago. So anybody that's been contemplating using that equity, tapping that equity, getting access to that equity, they're going to have access to more money now than they would have six months a year ago. Some would say, well, the rate's higher. Yeah, but would you rather have access to 100000 at 5% or 50000 at 3%? Right. Think about that. Having access to more money, that's liquidity. That gives you opportunity. That's what you want. Yeah, the rates are higher, but it's not about that. It's what are you doing with the money? Second thing that makes this such a hot market for this type of refinancing is staying in place. So people used to move every couple of years for so long. They've been tracking it and it had been happening up until COVID. Then it's like people now want to stay in place. They want to stay in the property that they're in. They don't want to uproot themselves, their kids, their family, and move somewhere else. So what they're doing is they're staying in place, which means they want to improve the property that they're in. Okay. They want to make it more uh, more feasible for their family to stay. Maybe they want to have more kids. Maybe they need more room. People are working from home. People are learning from home, schooling from home, and all that stuff. You need a different living space. People are adding on pools. They're adding on living areas. They're adding in basement, you know, finishing basements, home offices, extra bedrooms. All that's possible with money. Where do you have that money in the line, uh, in the uh, in the walls of your home? But you got to get access to it through a mortgage. So what are the main reasons that you are seeing that people are cash out refinancing right now? I mean, the number one reason right now is debt consolidation. Mm. I've had so many call me just in the last few weeks that have saw the opportunity to consolidate their debt. They know their rates going up. OK, great. What's that two percent doing for you? Nothing. They realize that and they see the opportunity. So I, I'm actually my way into the studio. I heard credit card debt is at like an all time high now. OK, so debt is higher than it's ever been. Inflation's so high. Where? How? What do you do? The answer is right in your home. The answer is in that equity. So debt consolidation is huge because of the savings, you know, five hundred, a thousand dollars a month on average. Really, lately, I've been seeing closer to $1,000-plus a month on these debt consolidation refis. Are you worried about the price of gas going up a dollar a gallon if you saved 1000 a month on your expenses? You're not. Are you worried about the price of that car that you need to buy in three months going up a bit if you just saved $800 by getting rid of all your credit card debt? It's not that the problem isn't there. It's that it's a lot easier 
to handle. It's a lot softer blow. Home improvements, next big reason. Number two, like I was just talking about, adding on uh, renovations to your property, redoing the kitchen, adding a bedroom, bathroom, etc., making it more feasible for you to stay there long term. People aren't just thinking I'm going to be here for a year. Now it's like, okay, the prices are crazy. We're going to be here for the next five, 10 years. What do we need to do? We need to add this. We need to add that. We need to redo this. And where are they getting that money? A large majority are getting the money from their home, from the equity in their home. Um, buying other property. Got a lot of interest in this, uh, especially in the last couple months. And it's really just a matter of taking that equity out of your primary home or investment property and recycling that money through another property, using it. Right now, it's mainly using it as a down payment and or renovating the next property that you're going to buy. The The last one I want to hone in on here, Gary, is investment opportunities. Mm. You know, everyone's talking about the doom and gloom, the pessimism. Everything's down. Crypto's down. The stock market's down like 30% this year. It's obscene. What's not down, though? Real estate's not down. Real estate is the shining star of this economy right now. It's the only asset class that's not doing horrible right now. Um, that's the bottom line of it. So people are looking at investment opportunities, not only in real estate, but when stocks are down, it's a buying opportunity. When bonds are down, there's opportunity there. When all these other asset classes are not doing well, there's blood in the streets. That's when you need to be proactive. That's when you need to seize that opportunity. But where are you going to get the money? If your money's used up on gas, all groceries, right. and all this stuff, the equity's in your home. Cash out refinance. That's right. So I'm curious, Rob, then how much equity does someone need in order to have a cash out refinance? A lot of misconceptions about this one for sure. Um, so the the answer is straightforward. If you're getting a conventional or FHA mortgage, you need to have between 20 and 30% equity to be able to take money out of the property. If you're sitting there with 5 or 10% equity on a conventional mortgage, it's not going to work. The only loan that allows no or very little equity, I should say, is a VA loan, Veterans Administration loan. That'll allow you to tap 90% up to 100% in certain circumstances. We can go up to 100% cash out refinance. That's only eligible for that's only for eligible veterans and their spouses. For most of our listeners here, we're talking about, like I said, you need to have a 20% to 30% equity position, which puts us at an 80% or 70% loan to value. That's what's going to be required in this market in order to actually tap that equity. Some people think they need no equity. And I got a call from a, a young lady the other day who had a property. She's owned for a couple of years. She put like three and a half percent down. Yeah, the property's gone up in value, but she only had like 13, 14% equity. So it's good. She's made money. But it's not enough to cash out refi and buy another property, which is what she was trying to do. So she has to wait. But if you're in a position where you have access or you have that equity built up, this is how you access but it. But, Rob, there is a stigma around cash out refi. Come on. You know that. There is. But I, I'd say the cash out refi stigma is starting slowly but surely to go away because so many people have taken advantage of these opportunities over the last couple of years that finally people are hearing the success stories of people saving all this money. There's a right and a wrong way, like any financial product, like anything going on right now, there's a right and a wrong way to use it. Um, the reason is the stigma is there is because of the Great Depression, really, and what happened back then. Um, I'd say that's really the foundation is all the homes that were lost in the Great Depression. And then, you know, someone knew someone and then it got passed down through parents and grandparents. And you you heard like mortgages are bad. You don't want the mortgage. 
get rid of the mortgage. Well, cash out refi is the opposite. We're giving you a bigger mortgage. So if you came from a place where you were told never get a mortgage or get rid of it, then this is the opposite. It's hard to stomach, right? You need you need real credibility. You need validity, validation to make this actually happen. Well, if I show you a way to save a thousand or more dollars a month, how is that not going to validate that this is a good strategy? The other thing is more recently, the housing boom in 2006, 2007 is when it really busted. A lot of people use these cash out refi strategies back then. I mean, the percentage of refinances that were cash out from like 2004 through 2007 was a huge percentage. That was people abusing it. That was people cash out refi to buy a Hummer. That was people cash out refi to take a trip around the world. That was the cash out refi to throw an insane party, invite all your friends. It happened. People did lose their homes. They were irresponsible. They combined a cash out refi with an adjustable rate mortgage. And that's toxic. I mean, that is a recipe for disaster. It's a ticking time bomb. But that was all people knew back then. So now shift to today, people think back. That was only like 15 years ago, right? Not even, 10 to 15 yeah. years ago. So it's like, okay, who did you know back then that lost their home, right? Mm -hmm. Who did you know back then that if they didn't lose their home, they had a lot of problems making their mortgage payment. They had to get bailed out by a family member, this or that. So many horror stories, so many nightmare stories of people that abuse these different market now, different products now, more responsibility, more underwriting, more overlays, just more reasons to make people know that if you're getting a cash out refi today, you're going to be in a better financial position than the guy getting a cash out refi in 2006. Okay, a mm -hmm. lot of reasons why, but hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea. But I think the number one thing to hone in on here, Gary, is irresponsibility. When you're getting a cash out refi, I don't care if it's today, five years ago, 10 years ago, or 10 years from now, it doesn't matter. You need to be responsible and use it to make money, not just spend. Well, you know, you just touched on something that kind of caught my attention. Um, how is cash out refinancing today different than it was in the last housing boom? What was that? 2001 through 2006? Right, something like that. Right. Yeah. So like I was just uh, alluding to there, the criteria is very different now. All you had to do back in the last housing boom to get a cash out refi was basically fog a mirror. I mean, that was it. You had to basically be a human being. You didn't need a job. <laughs> yeah. You didn't need a, much equity at all. Um, so that's big credit scores. So back then you could get a cash out refi. I remember doing loans for people with 500 credit scores, 505, 525. That's unheard of. You can't get a loan like that today, at least an institutional type of loan. Now you're looking at cash out refi. Maybe if you're lucky, you're getting a cash out refi on an FHA loan with a 580. But more often than not, 620 is the barrier to entry on that. And I would say majority of my clients, the average cash out refi client is around 680 to 690. So not these people that can't pay their bills, not these people where everything's maxed out and they're looking for the last lifeline available, but real people that have good jobs that pay their bills on time, they just need that extra um, step, so to speak, in the right direction for them. The next thing is loan to value. So we were talking about how much equity you need in the home to cash out refi. Well, back then in the last housing boom, they were doing 100% cash out refis for everybody. Not only that, I even had a lender option, or it was called Decision One Home Mortgage, way back, long out of business. They would do loans up to 103% of the price of the home. So if the home was worth 100000 they'd give you 103000 to help with closing costs and give you a little bit of extra money. Those mortgage companies went out of business. That's not allowed anymore. That's not around anymore. Okay, so you're talking about 
20 to 30% equity on average. I have cash out refis I've done lately where they've got even more than that because these home prices going up, you're talking about 30, 40, even 50%. The last statistic I heard on this was the average mortgage in the United States is at around a 45% loan to value, meaning that the average homeowner in the US has greater than 50% equity. That's phenomenal on one side, but what about the other side? Yeah. That money's sitting there doing nothing. These people need it and they need the education on how to get it out. And also, last thing is how loans are different today. There's no stated income loans now like there were. You actually have to show that you have a job, that you have income, that you have some sort of ability to repay the loan. Back then, you didn't. Like I said, you fog a mirror, you get a mortgage in most cases. We called those like Nina loans, no income, no asset. You just left it blank. You could still get a mortgage. It was just a little higher rate. People didn't care because they were using the money for all this crazy stuff. So they didn't really think about what the rate was. And also, you got to shift from the last couple of years when the rates have been low, back then, 7 8 9% was average, you know? Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can contact Rob very easily at this phone number, area code 860-413-3938, and online at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. I'll be happy to give you uh, more information on email, and uh, I'll repeat those uh, Points of contact uh, very shortly. Rob, why is a cash out refi less risky than a HELOC right now? Yeah, so we, we've done a whole show about HELOC, so yeah. I'm definitely somebody that believes in that in the right scenario. But the market shifted, the economy shifted, we got to shift our strategy. I like cash out refi right now in 2022 more than a HELOC because you can lock in your rate. A HELOC, you're not locking in your rate. It's like a credit card on your home. It can go up and down could catch you off guard, as we'll talk about. I would rather have you lock in a rate. Even if it's a higher rate than what you're paying right now on your mortgage, it's at least certain. And that's important because there is going to be this great refi opportunity in the future. I don't know if it's six months from now, a year, or a couple of years from now, but there's a very, very high probability, like I would say over 95%, that in the next 36 months, we are going to see the interest rates come back down. Are they going to go down to 2% like they were? I doubt it. But if they even go into the threes and fours, everybody buying a home and refinancing in 2022 is going to pretty much have a great refi opportunity. They're going to be able to lower that cost. So if you cash out refi now and get a five and a half percent, well, then in a year, let's put you at four, four and a half, three and a half, whatever the going rate is. This is not a mortgage you're going to keep for 10 years or 20 years or 30. You really got to have a shift in that because most people are taught you're getting this mortgage like you're going to keep it forever. You should never refinance it. But now these opportunities are here. Now the innovation is here to make this stuff happen quicker, easier, faster, more smooth. you got to take advantage. Don't live in the old days. Don't go off the financial advice from your parents and grandparents. Live into today and take advantage of the opportunity today. With the rates projected to increase over the near term, I think everyone would agree, like over the next six months, the rates are probably going up, not down, right? Why would you want something that's volatile, like a home mm. equity line on your home? You're gambling Good with point. your equity. So those can, you know, adjust depending on your contract. HELOC rates could adjust every month, every six months, just depends on your agreement. But you could literally see your rate go from 4% to 5% overnight, 45 to 6%. It can happen. I've seen it happen. So it can be volatile. The last reason why cash out refi is less risky is because what you're going to find when a HELOC goes up is your payment's going to go up. Mm. I've seen people's HELOC payments double. 200 a month goes to 400 a month. Now, if you're working and you're making money, you may say that's no big deal. But what about your grandmother? What about 
the person who lost their job? What about the person on a single income now that was on a dual income? That actual payment doubling or tripling or even going up 50 bucks, that is that tank of gas in their car. That is the food on the table. Lock in your housing costs today and lock it in at a lower rate in the future. That's why a cash out refi makes more sense. How can someone who already has a HELOC, though, benefit from a cash out refi? Yeah, so this is big because people right now say, well, I got a HELOC a year ago. Like, right. I'm fine. I'm set. I, yeah. I owe twenty five, fifty thousand, whatever. Well, that HELOC, as we've been talking about, is volatile. You may, not, you may have not seen it yet, but you're going to see it go up. If you want to gamble with your home, go ahead. But what you really want to do is take that HELOC and roll it in, consolidate it into your first mortgage. Again, I understand it might be a higher rate, but do you want certainty today or uncertainty in the future and volatility in the future? Those who are risk averse, those who are more conservative, especially those on a fixed income or single income that can't really take the brunt of that storm, they're going to want to lock in that rate on a cash out refi today. Get rid of that HELOC, roll it into that first mortgage. Now you have one payment locked in fixed. And like I said, refi it in the future when rates come down. This is just a cycle. We're just in the you know, the bad part of the cycle right now. doesn't mean it's going to be like this forever. Right. Stay motivated, stay ambitious, have your plan, and you're going to be able to take advantage of doing that refi again in a couple of years when those rates come back down. And now that 5.5-6% you're getting today, that'll be 3.5-4% or less in a couple of years. What types of loans, though, Rob, are the best for the cash-out refi? By far, the best loan for cash-out refi is a VA loan. If you, well, right, are, right. if you are a veteran or a veteran spouse and you're eligible for a VA loan, and there's a lot. I mean, there's thousands and tens of thousands of people that are eligible for this that don't even know because their mortgage company would rather put them in a conventional loan than a VA loan. Maybe the VA is more difficult to process or whatever the case may be. But there's I see it all the time that these veterans aren't educated. So if you are an eligible veteran looking at tapping the equity, make sure you evaluate your options on a VA loan. It's cheaper. It's easier. It's quicker, depending on who you work with. Uh, it can be a great option. So that's number one best loan for refinancing with cash out. Number two is going to be FHA loans. And why would I put FHA loans before conventional and cash out refi? Well, number one, at one point, you could cash out a higher percentage with FHA loans. They did change that. So now it's even with conventional. But years back, you could cash out 85, 90, even 95 percent on FHA I have a feeling at some point they may return those, but the bigger thing is that FHA loans don't require as high of a credit score and they don't require a low debt ratio. So they give you more flexibility if you've got cards that are maxed out or you had a missed payment, FHA may be your only shot at getting a cash out refi. And if you have a high amount of debt and monthly payments versus your income, typically greater than 50% of your gross income going to debt payments including your home, that can be a big red flag and you probably won't be able to get a conventional mortgage at all. FHA is a great opportunity for you. And most of my clients doing these FHA loans now to consolidate and cash out, they're ready to do their second step refi to go to the conventional, get rid of that PMI. They're waiting to strike while the iron's hot, whether that be eight, nine, 10 months from now or two or three years. They know that next step. They're preparing for that and they're ready for that. So we can strike while the iron's hot at that point. Last piece of the puzzle here is the conventional loan. 80% loan to value, so 20% equity, no PMI required. Obviously, a loan backed by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac typically is going to have very, very competitive interest rates because it is backed by the trust of the federal uh, government. But the downside is you have to have better credit for those loans. You have to have significant equity. So 20% is the bare bones minimum, but I've seen people come in with 40, 50% equity. Maybe they have low credit. 
but they have a lot of equity. Sometimes that can be a good option, even if your credit's lower, to get, you know, you can offset the low credit with that amount of equity. It creates less risk for the lender because you're not going to foreclose on a home where you're sitting on hundreds and hundreds of thousands in equity, right? right you're right. going to do everything it takes to make that payment. So sometimes that extra equity cushion can offset having that lower credit history. You said the VA, the best. Well, yes. not everybody is, uh, is, is applicable. No, for most that. aren't. Right. Okay. So that aside, with you, by your experience personally with clients, what do you gravitate more towards? What is the most popular one? I mean, I would say conventional is always where I gravitate because it's a cheaper loan. So I start with that because it doesn't have PMI. It's less expensive. Over FHA. Yes, because FHA has PMI no matter how much that you have of equity in your home. Not only a monthly PMI, but there's also an upfront PMI, which is several. I mean, right now it's 1.75% of the uh, mortgage amount. You can do the math. That's thousands of dollars. A conventional loan typically does not have any upfront PMI whatsoever. So if you can get approved for a conventional, that's a better option. That's where I start. Sometimes it's not possible. A lot of banks, credit unions, and lenders, they'll say, oh, you're not conventional. I'm sorry, we can't help you. They don't have a division that does FHA. They don't have the ability to underwrite loans through FHA and, and sell the, the servicing on those loans. So what that means is if you don't fit in that box, then have a good day. We can't help you. Whereas me, I have access to all these different loan programs. But the, the one that I want to mention that I didn't talk about is reverse mortgages. The reverse mortgages are awesome for cash out refinancing, but it's a very small segment that qualifies. You have to be over 62 years of age, typically. And generally speaking, you have to have better than 50% equity in your home. Ooh. So for someone that only has 20, 30% equity, even if they're over 62, they probably can't get a reverse mortgage. But I love reverse mortgages for cash out because there's no monthly payment required. You can make one, but it's not required. And you get access to a growing line of credit. So if you're going to need money five, 10 years from now, you take out a reverse mortgage today and you know you're going to have access to that money. It's a guaranteed growing line of credit if it's set up properly and you have someone that knows what they're doing. So that's a little bit of a, you know, outside the box strategy. But I would say that that is a phenomenal way if you qualify to get cash out from your home, at least evaluate a reverse mortgage option. Yeah, for we, sure. We've mentioned a couple of terms like stigma yep. and how things were in the Great Depression. And those two have a lot to do with why. People don't uh, necessarily think of uh, a reverse mortgage right out, right out of the shoot. That's true. You know? That's true. And also, you know, we've talked about the fact that the guidelines have changed. So it was like prior to 2016, right. the guidelines on reverse mortgages were much more loose. Yeah. There was a lot more predatory lending going on. The program changed. It's a lot better now. It's a lot more consumer friendly today. Folks, if you'd like more information, uh, very easy to obtain. Simply go to www.ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Again, ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. By the way, if you've got a question to ask, Rob, something general, uh, maybe even our other listeners could benefit from this. Hey, why not email us? Uh, it's very easy to do. It's Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Hey, maybe it could be as soon as next week, that we get your question answered right here on these very airwaves. Uh, but if you'd like to make an appointment, which I strongly recommend you to do, because uh, there's a lot of personal questions that you're going to need to ask that pertain specifically to you, uh, give him a call. Call him today, 860-413-3938. I'll repeat that for you. Write it down, 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Kinetic. 
Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.